0: Hey, so viewers, Big Ronnie here with another Stay at Home series interview. Just wanted to take a second to thank everybody for watching and participating. Uh, just especially appreciate the artists contributing. We've got some really interesting guests lined up just for this week. And, uh, you know, a nice long list that we're working through. And uh, if you've reached out to us and we haven't gotten back to you, I'm sorry. We definitely will. We are interested in the stories of the lockdown and of COVID now. We appreciate your support overall. Uh, thank you to our Patreon subscribers uh, and those who would like to support us on Patreon, please take a look, patreon.com backslash magazine. Uh, and just another friendly reminder for everyone out there, art fans, street art fans, to support your local living, working artists right now. Go to their websites, go to their web, uh, Instagrams, click, buy some merch, buy a t-shirt, keep, keep, keep the ball moving keep New York running, and uh, let's talk about today's artist, who, oh, uh, I have to mention the date, it's Sunday, May 3rd, 2020, and today's artist guest is Chinon Maria. Good afternoon, how are you?
1: Good afternoon, good afternoon, I am good. I'm sitting in my studio, my home studio, and um, drinking some coffee and talking to you, so it couldn't be, that, you know, couldn't be better.
0: Now, when we were doing our our prep for you, uh, I I think you might be the only New York artist who comes from Vermont by way of France.
1: Yes, so it's, um, I have a sort of interesting background a little bit, I have, uh, I grew up in Vermont and I have a Colombian mother. And I also have a lot of family that's also in France. I went to school in France and, and so, yes, so I kind of do so it's sort of a trifecta of Vermont, New York, uh, Columbia, and France, and now I'm married to a Mexican, so now that's also thrown into the mix as well, places I'm kind of coming from.
0: Now, you're also, uh, you've also bounced around education-wise for art. You are, uh, you are formally trained, no?
1: Yes, I am, I am. I went to school um, at the pont School of Contemporary Art in France, um, but I was also a professional skier um, in my past life. So I was on a skiing scholarship um, in Montana over in Bozeman as well. So,
0: Now, I would imagine the rigors and the training and everything that goes into preparing for flying down a mountain is a little different than preparing for working on a, uh, on a canvas or a piece or something like that today.
1: You know, it's actually it's interesting that you said that because um, I have to say that throwing myself down an icy slope at like 70 miles an hour um, is super high adrenaline. And it's like that adrenaline that like keeps you in the game. It's like super exciting. And it's like, you know, your life is on the line and you're like, ah, you make one wrong move. Um, but I have to say, I think one of the reasons for why I got into making, you know, large paintings and murals um, was because of the aspect that like the adrenaline just kind of kicks in. And when you see this huge wall that you have to paint and sometimes just a few hours or a few days or whatever, it's like that adrenaline of painting big and moving your body around the space. And uh, it's like a lot of that body movement and that adrenaline is like sort of keyed in to my um, old skiing days for sure.
0: So let, let's talk about edge control. <laughs> because I'm an I'm a, a ice hockey player. And okay. And then I... It's
1: actually really similar. It's, it's, it's all about, it's all about like, going on and off your
0: edges exactly and that's the point i'm I'm making well you're 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 tackling most projects today with a a well-rounded uh knowledge of not only the the medium the task what's going on you have probably had to do it 500 times and 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 never enjoyed it how do you how do you maintain the edges today and 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 stop it from feeling a little little repetitive while we're indoors and things like that
1: um, I think like the one thing that's been really interesting is that I think that this whole virus has really upended our entire world. Every industry is facing new challenges. Um, and then personally, we all go through a day where we feel like a completely like bipolar psycho just because it's like, you're like, ah, like this. And then you're like this. And then you're like this. And then we're just like, kind of, we're all over the place, you know, in our own minds having to go through everything. Um, so I think that I've learned a lot from my husband. Actually, he's uh, uh, he meditates every day and he's a very focused, and he's able to really teach me a lot of what he's learned over um, his education uh, with meditation. And that's just to kind of also like, stay calm and also um, be really grateful for like the small things and accepting that you are going to go through good days and bad days and good moments and bad moments. Um, So one of the things that I have sort of um, really realized is a lot of like self reflection, and that our world is being turned upside down. And that's, Maybe it's really horrible, but at the same time, I think it's a time for us to re-examine and to take a look again at what we do. And so I've been going actually back to a lot of my older work and revamping it and adding new things and taking a new spin on how I saw the world and then taking that old work and kind of updating it. And now it has sort of taken on a uh, a new level of what it means. And so I think that's pretty interesting, actually.
0: See, I, I think it's so important right now for this time in American history, world history, for everyone really just to get back to what they're good at. Right. You know, artists need to create. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing during normal times that artists need three jobs and, you know, to survive and to make ends meet and things like that. But artists need to create right now. And, you know, the, 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 the skills that you're bringing into this should not be the only things that you take out of it. You right. know, how, how are you are you are you keeping the ball moving in terms of what you've learned I think you're a, a, a professional student also at this point you right. know that usually doesn't stop
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's I think one of the things is that it's a time to really push yourself to as well uh, and do things that you necessarily maybe didn't have the chance to do or the time to do um, so one of the projects that I've sort of embraced um, recently is um, I love education um, I love to be able to embrace uh, like early education for children and to teach them also about the things that I've been lucky enough to learn and sort of pass that torch on to, uh, to the younger generation. And so one of the projects I've been really um, passionate about actually is I started, a um, it's called Art World Explore Kids, and it's a YouTube series um, just for children to learn about art history and art and sort of a fun way to engage them during this time of crisis. So it's almost as if you sort of, it's a, this time has been really a time to pivot, you know, as an artist and to say, you no, know, how can you take what you've learned and also be able to share it and pass it around and to hopefully um, expose people to, you know, more art and then also for yourself to just say, you know, I'm, uh, you can do more than what you've been doing in the past or, um, you know, kind of pushing yourself a little bit, which is, which is beautiful. I think it's, um, it's one of the positive things coming out from all of this is that, it's time to pivot. It's time to re-examine things. It's a time to move forward and reflect and um, powerful.
0: Now, in your, in your progression as an artist, when did it, when did it uh, resonate with you to take your work to the public space?
1: One of the things that's really interesting is I worked in the, um, when I first arrived in New York City, um, I was an intern and also a contributor to Paper Magazine. This was back in the uh, 2009, I just graduated college. And it was really interesting, and I was exposed to such a great world that I had been admiring for such a long time. Um, and so I saw the that sort of world intersect with then also the contemporary art market. And then I was fortunate enough to work in the contemporary art market for a while, um, and for an individual who was selling to some of the top art collectors in the world. And, uh, I just became really disillusioned with the whole freaking scene. Like I was just, it was something that like I had wanted. I wanted that job probably since I was a child. I was like, ah, oh, I'm here. I'm, you know, selling, you know, uh, Jeff Koons work and Andy Warhol's. And like, I'm on like the cutting edge of like, you know, with all these great collectors. And I felt like this was great. But then all of a sudden it was the realization of being like, this is just an elitist group of people. And I, like the whole industry, I just felt like just needed to be shaken. I just started to realize that it just wasn't for me. Um, I wanted, you know, personally, I think art needs to be for everybody. Art needs to be shared. You know, you cannot walk into, um, you know, some people can't even walk into a gallery because they don't feel welcomed. And that is a complete disgrace. That's not why we create art. You know, we create art because we want everyone to enjoy it. And that's what really pushed me into the idea of like this is, I have to create work that everybody can see and enjoy, and that are welcome to see it. And you don't have to have you know a degree from Sotheby's or you know live in a penthouse on Kent Avenue, on you know Park Avenue, (laughs) on Park Avenue to say that you have the right to say if you like it or not. And so that's how I sort of switched over into saying like this is I'm I'm making work for everybody. This is a, you no know, world and that everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy.
0: So. Now, what, what, what do you think about the last couple of years, uh, not only street artists, but also big-time artists have dabbled in uh, uh, <clears throat> pure exclusivity and not allowing their products to make it, their work, their art, to make it to the public. A couple of examples were that um, uh, uh, street art, mural in la that had a, a tent up and a security guard said you couldn't come in unless you had a certain amount of followers and you also had the uh the wu-tang album that came out and they, they were printed one copy of it and sold it you know that's the opposite of of what you're you're going after so what where, where does that where does that you know where, where, how do you feel about things like that
1: um it, you know. When it comes to social media, it's, like, this, like, complete chaos of just, I mean, you love it and you hate it at the same time. I think it's been wonderful for so many artists um, just because they can get their work out there, which I fully support. But at the same time, it's run by one of the largest corporations in the entire world, which is completely evil um, at the same time. And so here you are. It's, like, more and more, you know, it's are you paying for promotions? Are you, you know, you're under this, like, algorithms? And it's just... It's bullshit. It really is. And at the same time, uh, we do live in a world that historically um, is run by elites. And that needs to be broken down. And that needs to be, those walls need to be seriously, seriously just bulldozed. And I don't like to bulldoze any type of wall. You know, like I'm, you know, only the wall that Trump's trying to build. (laughs) You know, so like walls are for us to be, you know, united together.
0: You know, I'm thinking when you, when you were talking about your your early gallery experience, run by elites. W- once you get to that level, don't you think everything is just boiled down to, fuck it, yes, or fuck it, no. This is a good idea. This is a bad idea. And anybody that's in our way is, you know, really not our problem anymore. Isn't that every industry?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I think the hard thing though about the um, like the contemporary art market is that um, it's a lot of people just really trying way too hard to sell artwork for way overpriced, you know, tag like price tags are just astronomical. And they think that they can get away with literally stealing. And you know, and the fact is, is at the end of the day, unfortunately, a lot of artists are not seeing that. You know, when it's uh it's not just the gallery, it's the dealers behind all these closed doors. It's the deals that happen not even in the galleries, which is the hardest thing. Um and so like that was just it's yeah, it's, to me, it seems criminal. Actually,
0: <laughs> now you're uh, you've exhibited in one of the biggest, most high-profile galleries around right now, World Trade Center.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I've been very, very fortunate. They've been uh, wonderful supporters, and um, they've been uh, they've been really, really wonderful. And so I've been able to sell to a lot of you know great people and everything like that. Um, I would say, like I said, I. I definitely embrace galleries. You know, I love the fact that galleries exist, um, and it's just unfortunate that the you know the very tippity top of of any industry. It's just it's sometimes like I said, there needs to be there has to be a balance in everything in life. And so, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I definitely I paint paintings because I I love to paint. Um, but definitely, my passion is with you know with large murals.
0: Now. I- that must be bugging you now, not being able to work on anything large scale outdoors now.
1: Yes, tremendously,'ve you no idea. I had a lot of projects that have um, been put on hold that I was really looking forward to since um, being in winter, and so now I just have to you know be patient and like I said, sort of pivot a little bit and and that's okay too. Like I, who knows what's going to come out of this, and we all just have to you know stay super strong and positive and just keep that light burning and hopeful because. You know, things things are going to change, and change is you know change is tough, but you know, change is change is good as well. So a lot of the artists that we stay healthy.
0: a lot of the artists that we talk to say this is really no big deal to me. This is my normal routine anyway. Working indoors ten hours a day and letting people go about their own blah 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 blah. Right, is that you, or how do you feel about it?
1: <laughs> you know, I have I have a big personality. I love people. I am uh, I. You know, I definitely am a huge extrovert. uh, And I always have been since I was a child. But the fact is, is at the same time, I have, I grew up in Vermont, you know, and so I learned how to entertain myself, you know, playing rivers and, you know, scrape my knee climbing up trees and spending a lot of time alone. And so I also have this like homebody sense to me as well. And to be honest, I love staying at home. I love not having to take a shower. (laughs) You know, I like cooking at home. Uh, I definitely miss some restaurants, absolutely. But uh, but staying at home for me, it's like I, you know, I make work at home. I'm very much, uh, like, I love making my artwork at home and everything. That's why I have a home studio.
0: Now, uh, the multi-ethnic marriage plus your travel, what is cooking like at home?
1: It's amazing. I mean, so I also grew up um, with a dad who is who's a chef. So I learn from, you know, they used to actually at the restaurant at the hotel that I grew up in, they used to put me up on uh, milk milk crates, so I could stand up and reach the countertop. And my dad, you know, gave me a knife at the age of six. And was like, here, this is how you cut onions. You know, this is how it's done. So uh, fortunately, I grew up, you know, in Mm -hmm. a, like in a professional kitchen, learning how to cook and appreciating good food. And, um, and so I, you know, that has been passed down to me. And so I love cooking. Um, I just did a pork shoulder the other day. I made uh, homemade carnitas for my husband, who's Mexican. And they were freaking amazing, amazing. He's like, this is better than any street food I have had in Mexico. So yeah, there's lots of, lots of spices. Uh, I think jalapenos and go in almost every single meal. It's like we eat it three times a day. <laughs> my father would probably kill me knowing that.
0: <laughs> Erica, you don't never make me carnitas. Why? Well, she's she's mostly vegetarian. That's why. <laughs> so l- let's talk about your work a little bit. Obviously, we can see behind you. Your work is uh, uh, feminine, flowery, earthy, nature, colorful. Yes. Uh, where where do where's the root of that? Where does that come from?
1: So um, as I mentioned earlier, my mother is from South America. She's Colombian, and she um, came to Vermont back in the nineteen sixties and brought with her to Vermont probably more of her identity than she probably would if she was living in New York or even in Columbia. She really strongly took her culture and brought it home with her and was very, very proud. So here I was growing up in Vermont, uh, multicultural, uh, and, uh, a lot of florals, a lot of like that vibrancy was just in our home. Like I'd never, I go to people's, you know, other homes. And I was like, that's not what my home looks like. <laughs> just because our home was like filled with like tons of flowers and lots of, you know, just, it was so vibrant. And my mom's personality is, is absolutely massive. And so there's that side of it. And then my grandmother on my paternal side, uh, she's this, uh, very like New England waspy interior decorator and like everything had to have wallpaper. And so on that side, I grew up like having, you know, just the, you know, the William Morris designs, all this sort of lots of flowers and things like that. So that was also on that side. And it just sort of has always stuck with me, um, with that sort of all the flowers and that sort of vibrancy of, uh, you know, decorating things and having decoration amongst all the all the faces that I draw and things like that. Um, But then also as well, um, I'm a huge, huge animation fan. I love Tex Avery, like the golden age of animation, Um, you know, Walt Disney, I love, love animation. So it's a combination of like these, you know, that vibrancy of my culture, Um, you know, this New England, you know, wallpapers and things like that. And then also, this playfulness of like animation that kind of fuses in everything and then i'm a huge massive feminist so (laughs) it's a lot of like this uh uh for a lot of my work it's a um it's my own narrative it's a feminine narrative amongst a lot of things like i did a big series uh, all about new york city and it's this new narrative of saying like listen this history uh that we've had for a long time in new york it's amazing and beautiful but I don't see it's all gray. It's all dark. It's very, very masculine. So it's for me, it's a retelling of history through a feminine, uh, through feminine narrative that uh, I can all of a sudden feel represented in in that history.
0: Well, I can obviously see how uh, it, it would be important for you to represent the strong females, either you know, ideally, uh, you know, um, ideally, mm-hmm. or specific people from your past or history. But are they meant to read religious? Because it, it, I see, like, some of the, the, the halo stuff around the head. I think that, that you know, looks to me a little biblical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's definitely a play with uh, when it comes to, you know, growing up, it was really interesting. I was not raised religious at all. But my house uh, was completely – there was so many religious iconographies. Like, above my mother's bed was a massive crucifix. And I was like, Mom, why is that man – like, why is he suffering? You know, I never went to church. I went to church, I think, once when I was younger and I started to cry because I got scared and I was like, what is this place? So it was almost as if all these images were imprinted in me uh, when I was younger, a lot of Catholic iconography. But I didn't really understand it. I didn't know why it, why it was there. My mom had a big collection of, uh, you know, beautiful pieces, of, but they were religious pieces. Um, you know, al- altars and, you know, Madonnas with child. And I just was like, it was there and yet I didn't really understand the history of it or, the, under, or like the stories behind it, but it was present. And so that's still, you know, that fuses into this whole, um, whole storyline as well.
0: You, you don't choose the same palette every time. No. It uh, looks like every, every piece is different.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Where does that come from, that randomness of palette?
1: I think, the, I think the main thing for me is that I just love vibrancy. I love all colors, I really do. And so that has something to, um, to play into. I really like color combinations as well. So all of a sudden if I'm working, let's say, um, with one palette, I sort of work with colors that I think are going to play around with it and make it sort of pop
0: out. All right, let's talk about your lockdown, your current situation. Where yes, are you? You're in Vermont, correct?
1: I am Vermont, yes. Right now I'm in uh, Southern Vermont, um, between like where Bennington is and um, and also the Berkshires.
0: And you so are locked down with a husband and a bunny.
1: Yes, a husband and a bunny, yes. Sebastian, do you want to grab the bunny for me? I think the bunny wants to say hello.
0: <laughs> now, uh, what are you listening to when you're working at home these days?
1: Um. Everything, I'm a huge NPR fan, so I'm like a big news buff. Uh, so I listen to a lot of NPR, um, WNYC. I'm a huge, huge supporter of that. Um, and then for other music, uh, we listen to everything. I, from, a lot of Disney. Yeah, lots of Disney. Lots of Disney. Oh, my gosh, my husband, he's like such an angel. We listen to a lot of Disney music. <laughs> and oh, then that's the- a
0: big bunny. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, this is Walnut. Professor Walnut. This is Professor Walnut. This is the star of the show, actually. He's Holy
0: there. cow, no kidding. Baby, why didn't we interview the bunny first? That's that's crazy. Yeah, wow. they're, they're, hello they're, professor.
1: They're really cute and curly and soft. Yeah, um, yeah, so then other music that we listen to is um, let's see. Uh LP. I really love her work. Um and yeah, every yeah, just everything. <laughs> Lots of '80s. <laughs> Lots of '80s music. Madonna. Big Madonna fan, of course. So, yeah.
0: What are we snacking on? Not not big meals. What's the uh, favorite quarantine snack of the
1: house? <gasps> oh God. Um, I'm a big popcorn fan. Homemade popcorn. Uh, that's sort of like my my jam. I could live on homemade popcorn. Uh, I usually put on uh, a little bit of like a what is what, like a soy sauce, but it's like the. Brags, yeah, brags. So I put brags on top there with a little bit of tahini mixed in. Mmm, mm, 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 That's tasty.
0: That sounds good.
1: Yeah, you should, you should try it. A
0: little, we do a little hot sauce with our popcorn.
1: Oh, that's how that's how my husband does it. He does, he does hot sauce. He does Valentina, lime, and tahini.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's all about the little tahini, though. I, I tell you. And chili powder. Yeah, and chili powder.
0: All right. Yeah. Serious question, then funny question. Okay. Serious question. What hopes do you have for the art scene to stay safer when we come out of this? Obviously, we're not going to be packing into uh, small Lower East Side galleries anytime soon, the way we were. But what do you you think, what do you hope is going to change?
1: Bring it more onto the streets. (laughs) You know, like that's, I think that's the only option. Don't pack into a gallery, pack in on the streets. Like there's, There's I think there's going to be hopefully more outdoor viewing, uh, more public art uh, that's going to be happening, more things to sort of interact with outside um, that you don't have to necessarily interact with everyone at the same time. You can have your social distancing set up. I think that's kind of where uh, where we're headed to, which I think is, you know, is nice. I I love the outdoors, you know, so I'm very much like, get us outside. (laughs) Let us get some fresh air.
0: I love the outdoor mural projects, not only for the festivals, but also that you don't have to be packed in front of a, a, a four by three piece mm-hmm. looking at it. It's a, it's a 60 foot wall and everybody can appreciate it from down the block even.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm hoping things will be headed to more and more.
0: The director just called,
1: <gasps>
0: we're making a movie about your life. Who plays you?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. Huh. Well, I think that I would love if it was like, if, if it wasn't like if we were, let's say I was like 60 years, or no, 30 years older. Gosh, I would love if Helena Bohm Carter played me. You know, so yeah, uh-huh. that would be nice. <laughs> but, not, but not like right now, because obviously she's a little older. So we'd have to fast forward my life a little bit, be more of a retrospective of mine.
0: The well, colors I, in your, your work would probably not play well in a Tim Burton movie, though.
1: <laughs> but, you know, Tim Burton's one of my favorite uh, directors. I'm a cute, like, I have a very dark sense of humor, which doesn't seem like it goes with any of this. But um, I do, actually. Strange enough. <laughs> maybe, I try, maybe I'm like trying to suppress it with like all the bright colors.
0: So have you ever done a predominantly dark piece, a black piece? I
1: have. I've done some darker pieces absolutely um, especially like during like my education in college yeah there was a lot of darker pieces because <laughs> I thought that was like cooler I'm like yeah I'm really in depth and dark and like creepy and weird <laughs> and then I'm like no I'm not
0: <laughs> what about any hidden talents
1: <laughs> hidden talents I don't I I don't know I, we sort of spoke about it earlier but I guess it's not that hidden anymore the fact that like I used to throw myself down a hill at 70 miles an hour. Uh, so yeah, so I know how to ski really well. <laughs> uh, let's see, Your I teach I, I, oh, my kitchen skills. Yeah, my husband's like, yeah. in the background, he's like, mm-hmm. he's gained like, probably 30 pounds since I met him.
0: That's happy, that's
1: happy. <laughs> He's happy, that's cool. I, happy. I, I yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, no, oh, you know what? I make a really, really good homemade tortilla.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it on food. What do you miss? What restaurant do you miss? Where could you go right now if you had the opportunity?
1: <sighs> good one. Good question. Um, Let's see. You know, to be honest, I love good food. I grew up with like, you know, this great chef. But let me tell you, right now, if you were to ask me, I would go to like, a little tiny diner. Like, on the Upper East Side, because I love those freaking diners. <laughs> There's, like, some secret gems on the Upper East Side, strange enough, for, like, really good old-school diners. Um, yeah, I would go for, like, some good diner food right now. hmm Yeah, strange enough. That that and, like, sushi.
0: <laughs> sushi uh, sushi has come up more than once as the <laughs> most missed food, so there you go. Now, uh who annoys who more? Do you get on your husband's nerves or does he get on your nerves?
1: Sebastian? Uh, you know, that, that's a good question. Uh, I guess the same. I mean, I think that we each do things. I, no, you know what? No, I take that back. He definitely annoys me more. <laughs> There's a lot more screaming on my end, being like, ah! Ah!
0: To get out of the house, you ever think about putting the bunny on a leash just to gotta go for a walk or something oh
1: no no we don't put him on a leash we just throw him outside oh nice (laughs) and my husband hopes a hawk gets him oh (laughs) no 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 he 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 loves the rabbit he loves the rabbit no but the rabbit is good he listens and he like stays and he hops around and you know eats my neighbor's plants and you know digs holes in the ground and yeah he's he's a good guy
0: very cool before i let you go um I would like to thank you very much for your time. Uh, This was lovely. Uh, It started out a little serious. We got some giggles in at the end. Thank you very much for that. The bunny was adorable. Oh, my God. Thank you. Let everyone know who's watching, uh, where they can find you online, your Instagram, your website, and such.
1: Absolutely. So you can find me um, on Instagram at Chinon Maria. That is C-H-I-N-O-N and then Maria, M-A-R-I-A. Um, on Instagram and then same for, you know, I'm kind of the only one with that name. So Google me, you'll find my website and all that sort of good stuff. So Sinanah Maria.
0: Explorer. Plug our world explorer one more time.
1: Yes. And so I'm creating a great program for children. Uh, so if you have kids at home and they're driving you absolutely loopy and crazy, um, go to art world, explore kids on YouTube and you'll find some of the videos that we're creating. They're pretty awesome and fun and really cute and adorable. And again, that's art world, Explorer kids.
0: Well, thank you again. Oh, and, I just, I'm happy to,
1: and I just spilled my uh, my coffee on me.
0: Uh, that's okay. <laughs> thank you very much for your time, Chana Maria. Uh, we appreciate you. it. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again out there. And you know, stay as positive and happy as you are. You it looks like you're doing a great job over there.
1: Thank you, and you stay healthy and safe as well. Okay, keep on washing those hands, many of yours.
0: <laughs> Have a All great- right.
1: Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.
0: We are sold out with Shanaan Maria.